Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new week. It is Monday. Come on, things aren't that bad. (laughs) Monday, March 22nd, year 2021. So pleased you've decided to join us today. Yeah, look, I know Mondays suck. Yeah. But... We're going to help you make it a little less sucky. Right? Because we're going to bring you, maybe not laughs. No. But there may be a smile in your future. That's what I'm going to say. We will make you smile today. Stop guarantee. I'm going to set the bar low. <laughs> That's really low. It's, a it's just above a smirk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I count that. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Uh, we got a hell of a show lined up for you today, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I want to talk about a few uh, news stories that caught my eye over the weekend that I thought needed further exploration. Okay. As only the Ralph Report can do it. Also, uh, entertainment news, your phone calls. We have Today in History, one of my favorite segments. And maybe, just maybe, a surprise bunch in Monday. Well, for, again for with the fans. surprises. Yeah. Just tell me. It's not. Just tell me. As much fun. It's not fun at all. No. When I'm surprised by it. It's super it's fun. It's so not. It's the best I'd fun. Rather know. Money can buy. So I can prepare myself. No, see, because then you spend the whole show worrying, <sighs> and your mind's not on on the game. Yeah, and you and then you go up. Uh, you're in the end zone, and then the ball just hits your face mask because you're not concentrating. No, it's not true. So we're going to make sure you concentrate by uh, not telling you what today's Munch and Monday uh, is until we get towards don't like this. the end of the show. You're going to love it. Mm. You're gonna, it's going to change your life. Mm. Change your life. All right, kids. Uh, I guess we should get the introductions out of the way. In case there's people out there who don't know who they're listening to. That wouldn't make sense. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, sitting here in the Batcave with me is the rear admiral himself. Holy God, holy God. Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. So did you watch uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League? I got through the four hour. I haven't, uh, haven't even cracked it yet. It's daunting. It's a lot of it's a lot of time. It, I don't have four hours in a row it was to hard. do anything in my life. It took me three separate viewings to get through the whole thing. Oh. I had to pause it and go do something else and come back. Well, it comes in chapters, right? Isn't it? Six, yeah, it's like six, six parts or seven. I think it was six parts or something. So you like can that. watch it. Uh, that I guess way. you could watch it that way. I don't want to watch a movie in pieces, though. I think if I want to watch, I want to sit down and try to digest right. it. Well, whole. It, the only way to do it would be for it to be a streaming service. If this was in a theater; no one would go. It's a four-hour movie. You can't sit to a four-hour movie. No. Like, Endgame was three hours. You'd have to have an intermission and a. a, a yeah, food break long. and a nap. <laughs> I is uh it was uh it was better than the Justice League that came out in the theaters. I will give well, it. Well, there you go. The bar yeah, again. That's, that's the highest praise you can get. Speaking of low bars, that was it's better than that. Um, but it it's the Snyderverse, and I'm just not. It's so gloomy mm. and it's so mopey. And there's like, why are these people fighting for anything? Why are you fighting to save this world? It's so bleak. 
You, you want you want the bad guys to you win? You almost just, cheering for Dark Side just, at this point. Just, just take come it on. out. Just take the planet out. They're, I mean, it's better. They they develop Cyborg better. That's a better storyline. Uh, Batman and Wonder Woman have better story arcs. The Did they re- bone? They didn't bone, no, but there's I'm some heat there. There's some interested. heat there. I want to see some bat penis. <laughs> I heard um, spoilers, I guess, for what? anybody who hasn't seen it, but I guess it's not really a spoiler. It's been all over the news. I haven't seen it, but I was aware of it. Yeah. That uh, Martian Manhunter. That was out. my favorite part of the whole thing is the reveal of Martian Manhunter. Cool. Because it totally caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then he goes away for two hours. You're like, well, he could have helped out in the fight. Well, apparently he wasn't in the original film. Oh, he wasn't? This, that was all added? Harry Lennox, uh, the actor who actually is a, is not a friend of mine, acquaintance of mine. We worked together on a show called Quick Draw together back in the day, a, uh, a Western He's a great guy, and um, from everything I've heard, this was an idea that came to Snyder when he started building the the the, the new version, and he's had an idea for a scene and hired yeah. Harry to play uh, Martian Manhunter and then just kind yeah. of stitched him in. That was one of my night. favorite moments of the whole Snyder cut was that reveal of Martian Manhunter. Mm. I mean, it's like, oh, that, that's a cool moment, and then he goes away. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Well, because he wasn't in the original footage. Yeah, I know, but he could have helped out. You can't go back and reshoot everything. <laughs> Why not? Put him back in. It already cost seventy million dollars to to get that thing. Made, Seriously, so. it was there was a lot of slow motion. It's a lot of slow motion. Is it is it in color at all? It seems to me everything I've seen has been in either in sepia or black and white. It's is that it? it's that very washed out or the very like he did with Man of Steel. He desaturated everything, so it's yeah. everything's just so gloomy mm. and dark and mm. depressing. Mm. But I it, I guess it, it's better than the other one, but. You know, I'm just not a fan of the Snyderverse. That's yeah. just me, though. Yeah, my fear is I will go in also with a chip on my shoulder because I'm not a fan of his work, yeah. f- per se. It's it's heavy. It's definitely snack, Zack Snyder work. It's slow motion. There's big moments of musical interludes where everyone has like this little mini uh, REM, everybody hurts, <laughs> dream, like musical sequence. There's just like, not that song, but everyone has oh, a song you. part where it's slow motion. Every character has it in that first hour and a half. And you're like, why are we doing like? Hmm. You could have cut so much out of this. It doesn't need to be four hours long. He's not a big fan of cutting. No. He's he's an adder. He's, he's not a, a subtractor. He's a Tarantino. Yeah. He loves the long movie. Well, all right. But it's okay. I guess you should see it at some point. I'm definitely going to see it. But I said, like, uh, my plan was to sit down with a bag of chips yeah. and a bottle of something and just uh, watch it Muscle all through it. in one sitting so <laughs> I can absorb the whole thing. It's hard yeah. to do in one sitting. Anyway, because I know people were saying, what was your take on it over the weekend? I was like, I haven't gotten to it. I'm sorry. But. I mean, I the, the dark side stuff was great. I would actually like to see, I would hope they do give this a sequel so you can see these characters fulfill whatever trilogy Zack Snyder had in mind because the, the story was getting interesting. It's just so long-winded the way it's told so you want to see more of this just i like the dark side stuff i thought that oh, was interesting okay um and you could say he's definitely got a vision that he planted seeds in batman versus superman with it with uh, batman's dream sequence of that sort of post-apocalyptic time right and that's they, where the joker shows up the joker shows up right? in in that yeah. in that vision of in this film so there's like stuff there you're like okay i want to see where this goes because mm-hmm. i was interested i do like those characters I, i'm a fan of the dc universe but it just the Snyder verse is just hard to watch. You know, I'm really tired of you saying bad things about <laughs> my Lord and Savior, Zack Snyder. He's your Lord and Savior. Yes, he is. He has he has created the only realistic superhero world and universe in which I could actually see myself living because it's very realistic and it makes me say, yes, these are our modern day gods from Mount Olympus come alive. Oh, okay. I'm so, I, so why don't you adjust yourself and and start to appreciate the genius, the mad genius mm. that is Zack Snyder and his post-apocalyptic 
Apocalyptic? Yes. After a disaster. Did your retainer fall out? I don't, I wear a night guard now. Uh, I no longer have to wear the retainer. I'm sorry, Roland. And it's, it's it's the gritty, grim, gruesome version of the world that we all know and love. And that's why we can relate to it. And Superman's black costume. Okay. All right. Oh. Oh. oh are you? Don't. Oh, no. Oh, mm. oh. Oh. I just expressed myself. Uh, yes. You in do. my pants. <laughs> that black. That black costume. Good thing you're not wearing black right now. That Henry Cavill. He's he's a hunk of man yeah, meat right he's, there. He's in his got a shirt off for a good chunk of this I'd movie. Like to yeah. taste his mustache. Oh. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> he had a mustache. <laughs> At one point, they I, had to I know, cover it yeah, up. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. of superhero I, I movie lore. I don't know why. You'd and whatever, because he probably has delicious soup for Ugh, lunch, and I, then some of it gets oh, trapped in there. It's like a tomato bisque. Exactly. And, and then I could have. have secondhand super soup. That's making me nauseous. Soup soup. Think soup soup. <laughs> Soup's soup. All right. All right. Uh, we got a show to do here, Roland. Thank I, you. I understand. Yeah. But I just I was listening and I couldn't let him cast aspersions any longer i had to say something i, I said I it could was no okay. longer resist i wasn't dispersing it he wasn't he wasn't dispersing it roland <laughs> you mean disparaging whatever yeah, i think that's what he means yeah apocalyptic so yes there fine go change your pants he is zach's honor has been defended and now i must leave you sir good day sir Goodbye. i'll no longer have anything to do with you don't go away mad, Roland. I haven't seen him in a long time. I know. It's, I had no idea he was still around. It took your half-hearted Snyder praise of Snyder to uh, bring him back. It's okay. It's okay. All right. I'm just... It's I, an improvement. Now, I've got two takes. I've got Roland's take. I've got your take. And now I will watch it and see where I fit right. in that It's spectrum. an improvement. And if you like Snyder's work, I guess you'd love that movie. Well, that's, so. you know, a lot of people do. That's how this movie got made. I understand. Fan base went nuts. Gotcha. All right. Um... Here's here's a story that I think everyone can agree on is bad. I don't know if you saw this video over the weekend. You see the guy in the San Diego Zoo, this father, mm-hmm. who took his two-year-old daughter <gasps> into oh, yeah. an elephant habitat Yes, to get a picture with the elephant in the background. Dumbass. Had to climb through two fences, one of them electrified, <laughs> just to get into the enclosure. And Ugh. at that point, and everyone's screaming, get out, get out. He turns his back on the elephant. And the elephant, Shaba is the elephant's name, is an African elephant uh, defending his territory, charges. Yeah. Because that's what they do. That's an animal, yes. And so he... Especially Shaba. Sees, sees it. Oh, Shaba. Shaba ranks. Right. Shaba do. <laughs> uh, he's, he catches a glimpse over his shoulder, I guess, at the charging elephant and then says, okay, we got a bolt, and then drops the kid. You fucking... God oh, damn it. He gets outside one side of the fence, and the kid is face down in front he of the He left elephant. the kid as he was running? Well, he had to reach back in and pick the kid up Jesus. and uh, get the kid out. But it easily could have uh, trampled. The elephant easily could have trampled his daughter. How old was the daughter? Two years old. Oh, my Two God. years old. Toddler he was carrying her. I hope he's taken away. Well, uh, San Diego PD did show up and booked him on child endangerment yeah. charges. His name, uh, Jose Manuel Navarrete. He got booked on child endangerment charges, and he's being held on $100,000 bail. Come on, Jose. So, good. Whatever it costs him, whatever whatever you can punish him with, I am all on board. Jesus. Because as a, as a parent, your first priority at all times yeah. is do no harm. It's right. like being a doctor. Right. 
You don't put your kid in harm's way at any time. You spend your life sweating bullets trying to keep them out of any sort of danger. You don't you don't encourage it by climbing inside of a wild elephant's enclosure. That is insane. Like a douchebag. Where's the mom? Yeah, good point. Jesus Christ. I hope she was waiting at home with a rolling pin when he finally got out of the holding cell. Oh. But um, I, I was just heartsick by that video and by that story. I was just so furious. I couldn't get past it. So I needed to talk about it today because to parents, man. I don't. It makes no sense. It makes There's no a sense. lot of bad ones out there. And every bad parent creates a bad kid and starts a cycle that eventually trickles down to us because we're the ones who have to live with these yeah, assholes. We have to live, live with the shitheads. And uh, all right, let's go from a bad person to a good person. In fact, a person who's so good, it's only Monday, but we've already found the Ralph Report Citizen Hmm. of the Week. This week's award goes to Pastor Christ Penelope. Okay. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Pastor Christ Penelope. (laughs) Christ? Pastor Christ Penelope. Well, I was thinking his first name couldn't be Christ, could it really? And then then I realized he probably, he probably, probably adopted it. Uh, Pastor Christ Penelope, this is in South Africa. He is the pastor at mm-hmm. the Sevenfold Holy Spirit Ministries okay. there in Guiani Limpopo, which is a province in uh, in South Africa. And he's had some complaints from some of his parishioners who claim he's not doing the Lord's work appropriately. Why? Well, Eddie, the problem with Pastor Christ Penelope is... That he uh, he heals people, you know, at his right. congregation. He's okay. a faith healer. Okay. But he doesn't do it by laying hands on them. How does he do it? He farts on them. <laughs> rumbly thumps. He does rumbly thumps on them. <laughs> You're healed. You're healed. Oh, that last one was bad. That was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that was the Holy Spirit oh, moving. Oh, my God. Moving inside of him. <laughs> Yeah, that was a rumbly thump at the end. Some of the parishioners have complained <laughs> that this isn't the way church should be. No. What the pastor has been doing isn't right, said one 30-year-old man <laughs> complaining the, to the Daily Sun newspaper there in the UK. It's the breath of God. When we come to church, it's because we need prayers not to be farted on. Okay? <laughs> you should call on God to find another way of healing people, said oh. the 30-year-old man. 40-year-old woman said... She has stopped attending the services. That's not what I signed for. I needed prayers, not farts, she said to the reporter. (laughs) Now, the pastor himself has said that this is not the case, that people are misunderstanding what he's doing. There have been photos on social media showing the pastor sitting or standing on top of people, uh, reportedly while he breaks wind on them in order to give them God's (laughs) blessing. I don't know why you think this is funny. This is God... God's speaking to him God through, whispers. through his other <laughs> end. His anus. How much did you pay for these farts? By uh, $85 a piece. <laughs> he said to the Daily Sun, I don't fart on people, I heal people. The people saying those things weren't true. They hear of things and believe them, mm. he said. Okay. Uh, he argued that what he does is not by flesh, but by faith. That's how he changes people's lives. Oh. When he sits or stands on people, they do not feel any pain as the Holy Spirit is in charge, he says. Mm-hmm. This is to tell the doubters we are not going to be intimidated. The body is the church and the head is Christ. Do you expect me to go and sit on the whole church? I must come directly to the head and sit on it, he says. What? 
<laughs> what? So best case scenario, this guy is sitting on your head to give you the uh, the word of God. Right. Worst case scenario. Right. Oh, that last one. That's a coffee fart. So, Whew. Pastor Christ Penelope, going the extra mile, I think, to deliver mm -hmm. the power of God. Yeah. To really, uh, to blast them with God's <laughs> Holy right Spirit. Their, right in their face. Yes. And um, that's some balls. That's oh. some balls. I hope he's kidding. I hope he's doing it as a laugh. I hope he's not even a real pastor. I hope he's just bringing people into the church and just, Farting just on their face. fucking with them. And then taking saying, donations. Let me see how much people will put up with in the name of God. That's my <laughs> deepest hope. But either, the social experiment? Either way, you got to admire the man's uh, faith. And I say, uh, Pastor, you are this week's <laughs> The Ralph Report Citizen of the Week. Man, that made me laugh when I saw that. That's amazing. Can you imagine going to that church for the first time? <laughs> please come up and get the blessing from the pastor, please. You're going up there, and the next thing you know. I mean, wait, he can fart on command that many times? That's pretty impressive. Well, that is seems supernatural. All things are possible through That's God. That's true. That's what I learned. Divine diarrhea. Should we take a look at Ziggy? Speaking of things that are, uh, all things are possible. Uh, yeah. Maybe Ziggy will be funny this, uh, this particular show. We've been looking at Ziggy each and every day, trying to find an accidentally funny panel. Mm -mm. So today we're looking at yesterday's big Sunday paper, Ziggy. Mm -hmm. This is a multi-panel version. Before we get to it, however, I want to get to the intro. You know this one. Ziggy, is he funny? <laughs> Ziggy, fuck you, you are a little creep. Yeah. Uh, we have another contender, by the way, for the Ziggy intro. Yes, this comes from Jonathan Aboseo. Mm -hmm. He is from uh, Copley, Ohio. He said he was inspired by Ryan. Ryan is the man who gave us the uh, that, that intro we've been using. Yes. He said he was inspired by it to dust off his old collegiate acapella chops. Okay. And to record an acapella version inspired by Ryan's original lyrics. And he wants this to be uh, thrown into the hat for contention of perhaps being the, uh, the new Ziggy intro. It's pretty amazing, the work that he did. Here it is, inspired by Ryan's original intro. This is Jonathan Abuseo with his version of Ziggy. Ziggy, is he funny? You are a little creep who brings misery. Oh yeah, Ziggy is not funny. Tom Wilson and his progeny are killing me. Oh yeah. There you go. That's impressive. Pretty impressive. That's he did nice. all those parts himself. Wow, talent. All right, let's look at yesterday's big Sunday paper, Ziggy. It is uh, five panels. Here's Ziggy, uh, six actually. Here's Ziggy at the front door. I'm sorry, we got to get into this first. There we go. Ziggy's in the front door. He's walking through the front door. And the first time he walks through, he's suddenly changed into a giant box of bird seed. Mm. Then the next panel, he's walking through the front door. And now suddenly he's a giant can of tuna fish. Okay. Then the third time he walks through the door, he's a giant bag of dog chow. Uh, and then the fourth time, he's a big jar of shrimp flakes or uh, fish food. And when he turns around, when you see things from Ziggy's point of view, you see his parrot, his pet cat, his pet dog, and his pet fish all smiling at him as he walks through the door. And Ziggy says, wow, 
It looks like you're all happy to see me. God. See, because the, the, the pets just see yeah, him. Yeah, they as, see the food they want. They see him as a walking. Fucking uh, stupid. Walking. So fucking stupid. Food is what they stupid. see. Stupid. That's the big one. That's the big Sunday That's one. That's the Sunday, big full color. The multi panel. Multi panel. Been working all week on that one, has Tom. God damn it. To uh, give us a, a hearty chuckle. Because those pets, all they're concerned about is, all they is being fed. Right? That's that's fresh. That's a fresh take that animals like their owners to feed them. That's strong, Tom. Good work. Good on you. I'd like to see him go down to South Africa and get blessed by that pastor on a bad day. When the pastor's had some chili, you know, some shrimp maybe that were uh, beyond their expiration date. Oh, Yeah. Fuck you, Tom. All righty, let's hear from you guys, the beloved members of the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, especially when you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. It is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All you got to do is pick up your phone and dial the number 1-833. At that point, you can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. I love to hear from you. I sit here in the Batcave, I sift through them all, and then I grab a few nuggets of gold mm. out of the pan. Yeah. And we put it here in a segment known as Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Recently, Eddie had a, a bit of a stumbling block <laughs> with the word aluminum. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, not aluminum. Linoleum. Uh, linoleum. Linoleum. Yes. He said he needed he needed some heads up. He needed bit. to go into the show that he was going to be required to say that word because it just didn't uh, come to him naturally. So Glenn was struck with an idea, and I think it's a damn fine one. Hi, everybody. This is Glenn calling in Santa Barbara. Uh, after listening to Eddie try and fail to say linoleum, it uh, got me thinking, so I do voiceovers for a living, and... Um, to warm up every day, I do a lot of tongue twisters, and one of them is you say aluminum, and then you say linoleum. You go aluminum, linoleum, aluminum, linoleum, aluminum, linoleum, aluminum, linoleum. Mm. I thought it would be really funny if uh, <laughs> if we had Eddie try to do that. I mean, who knows? It might warm him up before the uh, podcast starts each day. Right. And then right. it got me thinking, what if we do like, you know, tongue twister Tuesdays or something mm. where every week we have a series of tongue twisters, or maybe just one. We don't want to make his head explode, but we could make Eddie do a tongue twister or two every Tuesday and call it Tongue Twister Tuesdays for Eddie. <laughs> um, I'm happy to supply the tongue twisters if you don't want to do that work, Ralph. Thanks, Glenn. Just let me know. Thanks. Uh, anyway, this has been fun, huh? All right, <laughs> oh, everybody. Blessed. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Glenn. How about a set of pipes on Glenn there, He's the got a voice, man. I do voiceovers for a living. Well, of course, you'd have to with that voice. <laughs> you have no choice. So I think... Tongue, tongue Twister, Twister Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. And can you say Tongue Twister Tuesday? Tongue Twister Tuesday. There you go. We're halfway there. Look, I had a speech impediment when I was a child. I had to take, 
I had a specialist. I had to work. I had to do a lot of tongue exercises to get to the point I'm at now. Well, don't don't say stuff that's gonna make us feel bad for you now. <laughs> oh, you can make fun of me. Yeah, I'll take, do it. You're gonna take all the suck all the joy right want, out well, of this. No, bit. I don't. Not, this is this is. I had an issue. What was your issue? I couldn't pronounce. It, my tongue would twist weird ways when I would try to pronounce words. I had to train my tongue to move in the proper ways. Wow, you had a wild tongue. Yeah, a crazy tongue. Oh, crazy tongue. Ladies must have loved oh, you. Wasn't well, grade, you sound so. perfectly fine now, so I'm not going to fall for this. I'm not going to start feeling all sorry for you because you're fine now. Aluminum linoleum. There you go. Oh, look at that. Now, we, we got to rock But I was thinking about it this whole time. You got to rock it like three or four times in a row, though. That's the aluminum whole point linoleum. Aluminum linoleum. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> aluminum linoleum. Aluminum linoleum. I don't know if I could do it, quite frankly. That's a tough one. <laughs> aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, oh, aluminum it. linoleum. Aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum. Mm. Yeah. Can't do it. We'll, we'll find another one. <laughs> send them in, Glenn. We'll, send, we'll see what they look yeah, like. Maybe I'll we'll take use these them. on. Fuck That'll it. Be fun. All right. Uh, Brea called in. She had a question. This is kind of a serious one mm. and something we haven't broached before, but I think... This would be an interesting topic. Hey guys, um, this is Rhea, wife of a two-star general in Montreal, Quebec. I was just calling in because I'm going through a lot where I'm like applying to some really big academic programs. I'm trying to get some creative writing published and and would also like to be able to be, able to be like a freelance writer. And I was just and these are very prone for rejection. And so I was wondering, how do you guys deal with rejection? Like, do you have any tips or tricks or ways to sort of move past that initial blow of rejection? And, and what have you guys done to, to overcome it? I mean, you both are, I would say, successful. Um, and so I was just want, wondering, you know, if you could provide some advice and maybe some other Grammy members um, have similar questions. So, uh, yeah, LMB. There you go. How do you handle rejection mm -hmm. in a career that is filled with that? Yeah. It's a 95% rejection rate in like our career, pretty much. What has your experience been with that, Edwin Pence? Um, I think I have a unique one at it because as a stand-up comedian, you get immediate rejection. Like you're on stage and you tell a joke, and if no one laughs, you're immediately, you immediately know right away. Like an audition, you're like, oh, I don't know if I did that audition or not, and then you don't hear back, or you hear back a couple weeks later. So mm -hmm. you have time to stew about it. Like as a stand-up comedian, you know in the moment whether or not you did well or not. And I guess that trained me sort of to deal with the rejections and auditions and stuff to go just move on to the next one. Because in stand-up comedy, if you if a joke doesn't land, you move to the next one. You call it out, whatever you deal with in a moment, and you move to the next one. So I just trained my brain to like, I did that. That's the best I could do. I'm moving on to the next one. Hmm. Don't think. I just, I, I trained myself to put it on my mind. I don't know if there's any trick or technique that I had for it. It was just the repetition of every night going up and not getting a laugh or getting a laugh and just learning to move on to the next one. Gotcha. That's that's an interesting take. I've never done stand up. Well, I have. I, I dabble, but not in any significant way to to have used that as a tool for dealing with rejection. What I got to was, and I think this comes just with the um, it just with practice. If you're rejected enough, yeah, it starts to hurt less. You build up a callus in a way, yeah. So I would say just uh, apply, 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 and uh, do as many. Uh, of the things that you want to do as possible as often as possible and just condition yourself to that being the norm. I yeah. don't I don't worry about rejection anymore because 99% of every audition I ever went on, I never got the role. And that just became 
that's my expectation level is now. When I do an audition, I don't really have much worry because I assume I'm not going to get right. the thing. And you also would deal with the rejection too as you have to look at the other side of the people rejecting you, not necessarily maybe rejecting your work as being bad, but you don't know what's going on with them that chose them to choose somebody else over you. Like maybe you just, I know as an actor, sometimes you might not get a part just because you remind them of someone they don't like. Something yeah. that's completely out of your control, has nothing to do with the performance you gave. It's something you can't deal with. So you can't really take that into, you know, you can't really let that hurt you. You just sort of move on. You got to move on to the next one. Just put as much out there as you can and just keep moving forward. You do have to remember that every... Uh situation whether it's an audition or in Ray's case uh you know she's uh, sending in some work that she's written looking to get freelance writing jobs it's always a relationship there's always a person on the other side of it and yeah. the, that person has to you've got to reach them on some level your work may be great for the majority of people who read it or in, in the an actor's case your performance but if the gatekeeper doesn't feel that way then you're simply not going to get the opportunity right. so Think of it more specifically is there's just one asshole who's standing in your <laughs> right. way versus that you don't have the talent or this whole tire industry is uh, is tilted against you. But largely it is. Keep that in mind, yes. especially in the entertainment business. No one really wants you here. <laughs> you're just you're just another thing they right. have to deal with. So um, once you get over that, once you accept yeah. the fact that nobody really uh, gives a shit, then then you can stop caring so yeah. much. It's much easier when you're making a living at it. Yeah. Uh, when I was a starving actor desperate for any role every time i had an audition uh, it was a big deal right. and the and the rejection was much more crushing after you get a certain amount of success under your belt it never gets easier but you start to feel like okay at least i know i have a certain amount of talent i'm not completely out of my head here right. thinking i belong in this business so and you control what you can control you can control your work so you can keep putting out your work until yeah. it finally hits the stuff you can't control don't worry about and do what you love too because yeah. You know, in every every artistic endeavor, we've all seen it. There's people who, in in the vast majority of people's opinion, their work is not good, and yet they have <laughs> massive success. Right. And then there's these little cult uh, performers and projects that are so brilliant, and then yet for some reason don't resonate with the mass audience, so they don't get the the money or the or the acclaim that they deserve. So, you know, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And yeah. once you give up. Trying to find sense in it, I think it's a lot easier to deal with. All right, you know, here on the show, we like to play some upbeat music every day to give you a little bit of a pep in your step as you go through your life. We call them our happy hits. Brian called in with a fun one. Ralph, I got an idea for you for a happy hit. Dance Through the Moonlight by King Harvest. Oh, also, my name is Brian, one-star general, big fan. Hey, Brian. Love you, man. Bye. We love you, too. Good pick. I love this tune. Keep things alive Every ball 
That song is groovy. Yeah. <laughs> that is a groovy tune. It's very groovy. You can't dance and stay uptight. No. It's the best line I've ever heard. <laughs> it's so true. You can't. Why so uptight, man? Just dance. Just dance. Thanks so much to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured on this segment. But you know what you got to do. You got to call me. Call me. Aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum. Aluminum linoleum, aluminum linoleum. Fuck. Oh, that last one, man. Fuck. That's not even one. That's a short That's like someone just blowing a straw into a milkshake or something. God's sake. You hope. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hey, look what day it is. It's Monday. And on Mondays, we take a look in the rearview mirror and we find out what happened on March 22nd, this day in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery. Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine? Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen? Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary. The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes, please. And tell us what went down this day in history. On this day, March 22nd, in the year 1630, the first colonial legislation prohibiting gambling was enacted. Oh, man. In Boston, Massachusetts. Already. Las Vegas gambling. It's called Las Vegas gambling. Every time I hear the word gambling, I think of Gary Marshall in uh, <laughs> Lost in America with Albert Brooks. No, it's Las Vegas gambling. Um, yeah, in Boston, Massachusetts, they enacted the first colonial gaming legisla- gambling legislation banning all cards, all dice, all gaming tables under pain of punishment. Jesus. And just like that, Gambling went away forever. Already buzzkills. It worked. Yeah, it did. So, congratulations. People lost the urge. 1765, the Stamp Act was passed. Oh, oh is that for stamps? Fucking Stamp Act. No. Oh. It was the first direct British tax on the American colonists. Oh. It was basically the first shot that led towards our... Uh, revolution. Revolution of independence. Prime Minister George Grenville said, I say, we're going tax the colonials. It's an 
And they're like, what? And then they just passed it. No taxation without representation. Oh, and then we had a tea party and it was over. It was all over. 1790, Thomas Jefferson became the first U.S. Secretary of State under President George Washington. Would later, of course, go on to be president himself, yeah. Thomas Jefferson. 1794, Congress banned all United States vessels from supplying slaves to other countries. Oh. You don't want to give all the good slaves away no, to other countries. Not with your vessels. Keep those for ourselves. 1841, a method for alkali starch extraction was patented. Oh, thank God. By Orlando Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. The 7-Up guy? 7-Up guy. Uh, he wasn't the 7-Up guy. Well, was yeah, he, he was. He, was. he, he took it over. The 7-Up yeah. commercials, yeah. Uh, no, this is way before him. This is uh, this was applied, of course, to corn. Oh. That's how we got cornstarch. Oh. I thought Orlando Jones, your, your nether regions would all be all chafed because you couldn't dust them with cornstarch. I don't dust my nether regions with cornstarch. Didn't you do that when you were a kid, though? No. When you were a kid, your mom didn't say, oh, you got a diaper rash or something? Just a powder, No, we used the cancer-causing baby powder. No, we never did that why my balls are cancer-free today. I mean, that's why they're so big. That's right. <laughs> Grew from all that corn. <laughs> 1861, the first U.S. nursing school was chartered. Mm. Nurses are just the best. They're just angels. It's a thankless job. God, nursing is a tough gig, and I have nothing but endless, endless admiration for people who are nurses. Yeah. It's, a, it's a remarkable crew. And some of the best sex I've ever had. Nurses. Really, with the nurse? Yeah. In I've the often, outfit? I've often said that. In the outfit? Not in the outfit. Oh, come no. on. No. Then, you got to do it in the outfit. Neither here nor there with the outfit. I have found that elementary school teachers and nurses, best sex by profession. Really? If you can find one, don't pass it up. And I'll tell you why. Nursery school students? Uh-huh. Uh, no. Ele- elementary school, not students what? at all. Come on. Elementary school <laughs> teachers, not elementary school students. Please, no. Stay away from them Wor- completely. Worst, worst sex you ever had. But elementary, no, it's not bad. <laughs> Eddie, you shouldn't have any contact in True. that area not at, at all. all. Not at all. Shouldn't even be finding nope. out. <laughs> elementary school teachers, however, they spend their whole day and the great portion of their lives in little kid land. Right. Everything is childish and has to be simple and innocent right. and pure. So when they're on their own time, they want they, gr- they want grown up fun, right? And I mean grown up, like DPS and shit, like no, fucking hot lunches don't and ha- stuff. No, can you not get specific? You just let the imagination run wild. <laughs> and okay. then nurses, mm-hmm. there's nothing about the human body. That bothers a nurse. Right. There's no there's no fluid. There's no. no position. There's no part of the body that's off limits. They're so comfortable with everything that has to do with the human body that you really can't go wrong. Oh, okay. Never thought of that. Just takes the yeah. le- takes the collar and leash right off you. <laughs> or puts it on you, depending on hey, how, whatever. You, how you're rolling. Uh, 1872, Illinois became the first state to require sexual equality in employment. Oh, that's good. In 1872, they were ahead of the curve. Way to go, Illinois. Indeed. 1895, Auguste and Louis Lumiere showed their first movie to an invited audience. Hmm. They, you know, they were the real true inventors of movies. I mean, Edison gets a lot of credit, but they perfected and improved upon in almost every way the technology Hmm. that Edison was using. Uh, 1903, the New York... Highlanders. Tickets for that baseball team first went on sale. And, of course, the Highlanders would eventually become the Yankees. Oh, they did? I didn't know that. Also on this day in 1903, Niagara Falls ran out of water because of a drought. What? Can you believe that? Just stopped. No more Niagara Falls. No more Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Slowly I turned. Um, On this day in 1929, the U.S. Coast Guard 
sank a Canadian schooner. Whoa, good job. It's not good. We like our Canadian friends. Not if they were doing bad shit on well, the Well, they were carrying bootleg liquor. There you go. And it was against prohibition. Don't be bootlegging. And they wouldn't stop, so they shot the, and uh, sank, sank the I'm Alone. That was the name of the ship. <laughs> Turns out Americans were uh, crewing her, by the way. Oh, so, they were? Yeah, figures. It's us. <laughs> 1941, James Stewart was inducted into the Army, becoming the first major American movie star to wear a uniform in World oh, War II. Good old James. He was a real deal, too. He was a pilot. Oh, he was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Flew for the Army Air Corps. Uh, flew, I think, I don't know, something like a couple dozen different missions hmm. over Berlin and stuff. I oh, mean, these were like real deals. Damn. He was a true American hero on that Jimmy Stewart. His first role when he came back, It's a Wonderful Life. Was it? Yeah. God, I love him. 1946, the first U.S. rocket to leave the Earth's atmosphere went 50 miles up. Ooh, impressive. Did it come back down? It did, eventually. Okay. Everything goes up. Must, must come, come down. down. On this day in 1957, an earthquake rocked San Francisco. The uh, 5.7 magnitude shook people up. Mm. And coincidentally, yeah. also in this day in 1957, Elvis released this single. I'm in love. I'm all shook up. I don't think the people in San Francisco no, like that. Very especially much. that was playing while it was happening. That would have been weird, right? Uh, the first patent for lasers was granted oh, on this cool. day in 1960. Pew, pew, pew. Couldn't do that if we didn't have lasers. Couldn't make that noise. <laughs> uh, 1963, speaking of music, the Beatles released their first album in the UK. Put them on the map with this single. Please, please, me, won't yeah, like I please you. In 1972, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that unmarried people had a right to contraception. This happened. Good Lord. In 1972, there was a case called Eisenstadt versus Baird. Yeah. William Baird was charged with a felony for distributing contraceptive foams and condoms after a lecture on birth control and population control at Boston University. Mm. Mm. They, uh, they arrested him because he handed a condom and a package of contraceptive foam to a 19-year-old student there on campus. And that broke Massachusetts law of crimes against chastity. Oh, fuck that in which contraceptives could only be distributed by registered doctors or pharmacists and only to married people. That's insane. 1972. That's insane. Two years before I was born, that's insane. That law sounds like it came from the 1600s. Yes. It belongs from Salem witch trials. Madness. 1978, Carl the Great Walenda, the German acrobat of the flying Walendas, the tightrope genius, that walker, Carl Walenda, I fell off a tightrope. <laughs> Not a genius. Though. Between two hotels in San Juan, Puerto Ooh. Rico. At, sev at the age of 73, Well, then, the come on, dude. Stop. Hang it up at some point. 1978, Eric Idle had a terrific comedy special called All You Need Is Cash about a fictional <laughs> band known as The Ruddles. It was a mockumentary. This predates Spinal Tap, by the way. If you've never seen it, it is brilliant, especially if you're a Beatles fan because they mercilessly mock the Beatles, <laughs> down to creating an entire soundtrack of songs by the Ruddles that are obviously just uh, uh, shots at some of the Beatles catalog. <laughs> like this one, for example, instead of Help, the Ruddles released... Out, you're breaking my heart. Out, I'm falling apart. Out, 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 out. Ouch. Ouch. So good. Uh -uh. 1984, Islander Brian Trottier tied the NHL record for quickest goal oh. into a game after the puck dropped. 
you have any idea? By the way, there have been three goals scored at this time frame into the game. They all three are tied with the fastest goal ever scored in a game. Any guesses, Eddie Pence? From the puck drop. The puck drops. They're in the center ice. They puck. They drop the puck in the face off, and then and then this amount of time later, the first goal was scored. Two and a half seconds. No, oh, that's insane. Five seconds. Oh, I was like, maybe he just hit it and it went down. <laughs> I don't. I guess you could if you pulled the goalie I'd in the be, first period. Like the goalie's just not paying attention. Five seconds. Oh, it's puck is, drop. I won't pay attention. Is the record for that's uh, nuts. quickest goal in the NHL? Five seconds. Speaking of hockey, on this day in 1989. Clint Malerchuk, Buffalo Sabres goalie, almost was killed on the ice Ooh. when um, they they Steve Tuttle knocked into him in the goal and up came Tuttle's skate and cut his throat, Ooh. slicing his carotid artery oh. and partially slicing his jugular vein, immediately causing... Wow. If you've never seen this footage, I can't even recommend that you go find it because it's so disturbing. He lost about 1.5 liters of blood all over the ice. Oh, my God. And almost died on the ice. I would imagine. Luckily, the physical trainer for the Sabres at the time was a former Vietnam vet who had been a medic in the war and knew how to prioritize clamping off that... that, uh, that artery until they could get him into into surgery and that the and he recovered. Yeah, wow. He was back on the ice ten days later. Well, he's a hockey player. Those guys. <laughs> man. I put some duct tape on and he went. They're insane. Wow. Is that why they start doing the neck guard on the hockey yeah, masks? Because the it, just freak accident. The skate would fly up when someone hits the ice and God. just uh, nick your throat. Oh. Right. It's hard to even talk about. 1993. Andre the Giant was inducted into the inaugural WWE Hall of Fame. Mm. No ceremony took place. He was inducted posthumously. Yeah, he was already sucks. gone by then. But uh, is there a physical WWE Hall no, of Fame? There's no, there's no brick and mortar Hall of Fame. No, you would know. You would you would have been there. I would have visited. If it existed. <laughs> uh, 2013, rock band My Chemical Romance announced their breakup on this day. So sad. Until they got back together again in 2019. So <laughs> don't listen to any band ever when they say we're not getting together again. We're just all over. Yeah, it's or fail world tours. And in 2018, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch between Hawaii and California, it was announced by scientists, had over 1.8 trillion pieces of plastic in it. They say, according to research, uh, by 2050, there will be as many pieces of plastic in that area as there are fish in the sea. That's scary. There will be as much plastic as there is fish. That's scary. In 2050. That's scary. Have you ever seen this patch? I've never seen the. I've read about it. You know, people have an illusion. They think it's like a giant island made out of plastic. And yeah. It simply isn't. It's just it's spread out over this enormous section of water, but it's caught in these the currents. Uh, yes, in currents, and so it's just you see floating everywhere, just plastic, plastic. Some of it 45, 50 years old. That's crazy. And then there's microplastics, little tiny pieces as yeah. it degrades, and the fish eat it and stuff. I mean, it's just it's poisoning. We have no idea what's a, what that's doing to the planet. No, the whole ecosystem is fucked. So. Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> All right. You know, we do at this point, we find some food related to what day in history. We run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps stick up his ass and then pull out. <sighs> How do we do that? We talk about it and then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If we get matching reels, then that's a jackpot. And that means Eddie would be willing to eat the item. However, if those reels are mismatched on that slot machine, <laughs> then he's not going to do it. All right. On this day in 1975, America had a brand new number one single. Itchy, itchy, ya, ya, da, da. Itchy, itchy, ya, ya, da, da. 
That, of course, is Lady Marmalade by LaBelle, number one on the charts on this day in 1975. So today's food is marmalade, as they say in France, or here in America, marmalade, Eddie Pence. Marmalade. Of course, favorite food of my beloved Paddington Bear. Marmalade. Just one sandwich contains all the vitamins and minerals a bear needs for a whole day. Amazing. 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 Thank you, Aunt Lucy. <laughs> uh, marmalade first appeared in the English language in 1480, borrowed from the French word marmalade, which, of course, came in term from the Portuguese word marmalada. <laughs> but today we enjoy it best known, I guess, for orange marmalade. That's the brand that most people make. Okay. But you can make it from lemons or limes or grapefruits or mandarins or oranges or bergamots or any other citrus it's Like fruit a jelly? As well. It is like a jelly. They add a lot of water to the fruit mm -hmm. along with sugar, and then they boil it. And you know the pectin. There's so much pectin. Oh, packed with pectin. In the, uh, in, pectin the in the peels that it gets nice and thick. And here's the difference between marmalade and jelly mm -hmm. is that jelly is, uh, is trans transparent. You can see through it. It's right. colored, but it's clear. This uh, marmalade uses the juice and meat of the fruit fruit, but also the peel as well. So when you're eating marmalade, you're like orange, for example, you're getting the orange, but you're also getting the rind as well. That is has it chewy because bit, of the rind? Bit up into pieces. Well, it is, it's it's pulpy. It's mm. It's got a lot of uh, chunky, okay. it's got a chunky consistency okay. to it. So that's today's food. It's marmalade. Now we just have to find out that's something Eddie Pence, like Paddington the Bear, is going to bite into and relish on a delicious sandwich or not. Let's pull the handle. Here we go. One marmalade, two marmalades. <laughs> Come on, marmalade. I, I don't really like jelly, so I don't think I would like marmalade. I've never had marmalade, but I, I'm not particular with preserves or jellies. So I don't but think... But you like sweet things. I do like sweet things. You're a child. Not, you like but I don't like jelly. I don't like jelly. I don't like... You like jam? I don't like jam, preserves, none of that. I, 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 that whole group of foods I'm not really into. What's that all about, do you think? I don't know. It's just very uh, gooey and slimy and just it's not... It's not slimy. Not really into it. It's maybe sticky a little bit. Yeah, I just don't... I've never seen a reason. I've never needed a... I never... There's no purpose to it for me. Well, you put it on a on a slice of toast. I don't... I'd rather just have butter on my toast. Have you ever even had it? Marmalade? No. I've had jelly and I've, I've turned it down. I've, 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 that's enough jelly for me. I'm done with that. Come on, man. And preserves are just, you know, right across the street from jelly. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? But no, I don't think I would like marmalade. Mm. Just because I don't have, uh, I don't like jelly. Well, probably not then. Probably not. Somewhere Paddington the Bear is weeping. He can have my marmalade. And that was this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, because that rhymes with LMB. And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history. 15 cents a day, y'all. All right, now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, what do you know? This hmm. is fascinating what? to me. Sharon Stone has written her memoirs Ooh. called The Beauty of Living Twice. Not quite sure what that means, mm. but she is talking all about her life and career. And in an excerpt of this new book, yet to be published, but it was published in Vanity Fair, she reveals that the most famous moment in movie history for her 
You know what scene I'm talking it's about? It's not the, the, the basic instinct scene, Basic is it? instinct. Oh, really? Where she crosses her, uncrosses her legs and yeah. crosses them again, and you see a little bit of her... her uh, wawa? That's... You don't take care of your feet, don't take care of your wawa. It's not a wawa. <laughs> it's a hoo-ha, maybe. <laughs> Whatever. It's made, they're all made-up words. You do see uh, a flash of her vagina in there. She was tricked into shooting that scene, though. I've heard that before. Oh, I've really? Heard, yeah, I've heard that before. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Then tell me the story, then. I don't know the whole story. I just know Aha! that they, she was tricked into doing it. Yeah. And she didn't know it until they actually, she actually saw the film. Apparently the director, yeah. Paul Verhoeven, said to her, we're getting a flash off of the white of your underwear. Okay. Light is bouncing off of it. We can't see anything anyway because it's up under right. your skirt. So you should just take your panties uh, off and just do so it. I didn't that. know how she tricked her, but I know she didn't know it until the actual f film was on screen. Yeah, she said she didn't know for the first time until she was in a screening room full of agents, oh, lawyers, that's awful. studio execs. That's awful. First time she found out what was actually visible in that that's scene. That's awful. She said she uh, went to the production uh, projection booth, slapped the director across the face, went to my car and called my lawyer, she said. Yeah. And uh, she and her lawyer, Marty Singer, had a meeting and they were planning on filing an injunction against the film. She had every right to. She was. She had not signed up for that, according to the Screen Actors Guild and uh, many other sources. That was an illegal action on their part. But she thought it over and she said, "You know what? It would. It's good. It's actually good for the film and it's right for the character. I get it. So it, I'm going to let it roll." It does not stand out as a scene that like it doesn't work for the movie. It works for the character and the movie. Absolutely truly. does. But it's, it's a shitty way it got done. But it's horrible way to treat yes. uh, an actress. And unfortunately, it's not uncommon behavior to have producers, directors, do whatever they have to do to coerce an actress into nudity yeah. or sex scenes they're not comfortable with. I mean, it happens all the time. I'm hoping times are changing. I, I think they are. I hope it's, so. In this post-Me Too world, you can only hope that, um, you know, yeah. people stop getting away with that shit. However, my very next story, Thomas Middleditch <laughs> has been accused of groping women without their consent. That's not shocking. And not at all, but that fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> a now-closed nightclub in Los Angeles called Cloak and Dagger. Ooh. It was a private club, and the, uh, the owners of the club said they wanted to make it super cool, an atmosphere that would inspire people to be their best and most creative self. <laughs> so there was no cameras allowed, no cell phones. And the uh, the staff had to sign non-disclosure agreements. Oh, that seems so like it a... sounds like a fucking cesspool <laughs> yeah. for predators, basically. Yeah, basically, it's what that is. So two women now have accused Thomas Middleditch of uh, groping them. Lewd comments, unwanted sexual advances. The list goes on and on. That and seems on. like a creep. He does very much so. Um, in fact, one of them has um, instant messages from him from Instagram. And direct messages, rather. And he's apologizing to her. Hannah, I had no idea my actions were that weird for you. Ugh. I know you probably just want to put me on blast as some sort of monster. I don't expect you to want to be my friend or anything. Oh, I'm just so ashamed I made you uncomfortable, he said to one of the girls who actually worked there. And I, don't, I find that hard to believe. No, he's I th gross. I think... Uh, I think that falls on deaf ears. He's gross me. and he's not funny. He's not... No, and he's... And he's that snarky kind of faux nerd thing it. that he does. I just don't buy it. So for a disingenuous. Moment. I agree. And let's talk about somebody who's happy. Singer Bjork. Bjork. Social media over the weekend was very, very happy because there's a giant volcano in Iceland that has just erupted. Oh. And she's very excited because it's only six miles away from where she lives. <laughs> why is she excited? Because she's a nut bar. That's, That's why. Here's what she wrote on Instagram. <laughs> yes, eruption. 
We in Iceland are so excited. We still got it. Sense of relief when nature expresses herself in joy, warmthness. What? She's a She's insane. Yeah. So uh, the volcanoologists. Yeah, that's a thing. They, they exist. <laughs> First time this is um, erupted in nearly 800 years, Ooh. this particular volcano. And uh, it looks like she is probably safe, even though she's only six miles away, because it's in a, it's in a uh, valley, apparently. And so all the lava that's pouring down will likely just settle at the bottom and won't come she's in, in the come valley, into her though. backyard. She's not in the valley. She's oh. above the valley. Oh. The, the volcano is in a valley. And they say the lava will likely just run down and create a we lava bed. See if we get her to go into the valley. Yes. <laughs> with water skis. <laughs> and then with the Thomas Middle Ditch. My God. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on March 22nd. Drummer John Otto of Limp Biscuit is 44 years old today. Limp Biscuit was a thing <laughs> one time that people <laughs> seem to enjoy and listen to their music voluntarily. They, by choice, would say, yes, I think now I'm going to listen to some Limp Biscuit songs. That seems like a good idea. That was a moment in our history. We no longer live in that time. Dude, the late 90s, early 2000s were a rough patch for music. They truly were. Actor Constance Wu from Fresh Off the Boat is 39. Matthew Modine is 62 years old today. Legendary composer Stephen Sondheim is 91 years old today. Of all his big musicals, Eddie, and he is uh, mm -hmm. the most awarded in terms of Tonys when it comes to composing for mm -hmm. stage musicals. Of all his musicals, what is your personal favorite? Oh. Chalk is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's, it's not as popular, perhaps, as West Side Story eh, or I guess. Sweeney Todd or uh, Company or Follies. There is an homage in West Side Story to Chalk is Permanent, if you uh, pay attention. Uh, I, yes. That's a small point. homage. Gypsy. Well, there's some chalk written on some of the set pieces. He also won an Oscar, by the way, because he wrote five original songs for Dick Tracy. Oh. For the movie? Yeah, the movie Dick Tracy. Oh, wow. Including this big number that... Madonna sang in the film. This was the song that won Best Original Song in 1990 and won him an Academy Award. Sooner or later you gonna be mine Sooner or later you gonna be mine Only time Madonna didn't bother me in a movie was in Dick Tracy. Yeah. She's, she's okay in that. She's serviceable in that film. <laughs> But replaceable. Very. Oh, I can, I can give you a list off the top of my head about 20 actresses who would have been more effective in that role. M. Emmett Walsh is 86 years old today, one of the great character actors. Will Yon Lee from Hawaii Five-0 is 50. Singer Jeremy Clyde of Chad and Jeremy, the British pop duo of the 60s, is 80 years old today. Trees swaying in the summer breeze Showing off their silver leaves as we walked by. Ann Dudick from uh, Mad Men and House is 46 years old. Cole Hauser from Yellowstone is 46 as well. Singer guitarist George Benson is 78 today. Wolf Blitzer from CNN is 73. What a, what a bad connection between name and man. Yeah. 
Wolf Blitzer should be a guy who should is be a middle linebacker or should be like a guide that takes you to the top of Mount Everest oh, or yeah. something. Wolf Blitzer should be an actioneer. He should be a Sherpa named Wolf Blitzer. He should be a man of action. He should probably be an undersea uh, salvage artist yeah. who's down there pulling up shipwrecks and but stuff. No. I'm Wolf Blitzer. Let's take a look at today's big story. So not Wolf Blitzer. Anyway, 73. Also 73 today is, wow, what a day for Broadway composers. Andrew Lloyd Webber is also 73 years old today. Of all Andrew Lloyd Webber's big smash hit Broadway musicals, I mean, he's the Spielberg of Broadway, the big bombastic blockbusters. Which one of his works is your (laughs) favorite, do you think? Oh, God. Probably Ceramic Cow. When they bring out that giant ceramic cow, I mean, stage. it brings the house down every time. Oh, that is every a, it's time. a showstopper in every sense of the word. I, me personally, I may have gone with Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Turn your face away from the garish light of day. Turn your thoughts away from cold and feeling light. And listen. Bit of trivia from Family Opera: the uh, the mask that he wears. Yes, that's a piece of the ceramic cow from the original production. <laughs> so you know. Well, I'm glad they got some use out of it. It's an homage. Bob Costas is 69 today. Reese Witherspoon is 45. Lincoln Parish of Cage the Elephant, guitarist for that band, is 31. Oh, there ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. I got bills to pay. I got mouths. Lena Olin, the actress, is 66. Keegan-Michael Key of Key and Peele is 50 today. And William motherfucking Shatner celebrates his birthday today. He is 90 years mm. old. Crazy. Captain James Tiberius Kirk of the Starship Enterprise celebrates his 90th birthday today. Carly called in asking us to give Mr. Shatner a shout-out. Hi, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. Hello, Steve. This is Carly from Fullerton, California, and uh, Ralph, I'm calling because Monday, the 22nd, is my birthday, and I obviously wouldn't waste your time or my time uh, calling for a birthday request or shout-out request, Um, but I am calling for a birthday (laughs) shout-out request. William Shatner and I share our birthdays, and I know you have the hookup, you know, down at the studio where he'd be recording his covers, so I was hoping maybe you can dig up um, the Beatles song, Birthday, off the White Album. I think that would be a lot of fun, and hopefully you can make my birthday wish come true. All right, LMB. Oh, Carly, I don't do birthday shout-outs. You should know. It sounds like you do, and still you're asking for a request. However, to celebrate Mr. Shatner's birthday, I did call down to my buddy down there at the recording studio to see if there were any Beatles covers that Bill has not yet released. And apparently there was one unreleased album called Shat on the Beatles. (laughs) 
where he did nothing but Beatles covers. Really? And so the guy was able to sneak me out an MP3 oh. of William Shatner singing the Beatles song, Birthday. Lucky. So this is for Shatner's birthday, not for yours, Carly. We're not wishing you a happy birthday, but we are wishing one to William Shatner. Say it's your birthday. It's my birthday too, yeah! You say it's your birthday. We're gonna have a good time. I'm glad it's your birthday. Happy birthday to you! Yeah, Shaq! You gotta get that whole album. Yeah, I can't imagine. Oh, I hear him sing Help. Ouch. <laughs> so you just do Ruddles covers. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's the time Eddie Pence has been waiting for. Uh, he loves this. Don't let his, his gruff exterior mm. fool you, kids. It's all an act. Mm. Deep down inside, he looks forward to these opportunities for him to expand his palette and his world. And that's just what we're going to do today. Because today, Eddie Pence... It's going to have moxie, baby. Oh, He's going to get some moxie. Sh really? It is a spatial, oh. a spatial, spatial trip down memory lane. <laughs> We're going to go to one of the first soda pops ever oh. made, Eddie Pence. Mm. Moxie. Sweet and bitter. He's bitter and sweet. Well, either way. So it's extremely bitter. Oh, it's extremely bitter, it says. It says here in the description... <laughs> Uh, we talked about Moxie before. One of the very first mass-produced soft drinks in the United States. Created around 1876, Eddie uh, Pence, by Augustin Thompson. Originally called Moxie Nerve Food. Nerve Food? Yes. See, it's good for you. Is it? Produced in uh, Lowell, Massachusetts. <laughs> nerve gas <laughs> Why would nerve, nerve food be good? Because food is nourishing, and so the nerves will uh -huh. eat whatever you're going to drink today. Uh -huh. It is uh, sweet with a bitter aftertaste, they claim. Made with the uh, gentian root. Gentian root extract, extremely bitter substance used in <laughs> herbal medicines. Okay. This is, uh, as we mentioned, officially the designated soft drink of this, of this um, state of Maine. Mm. Happened on May 10th, okay. 2005. Uh, it's good for uh, paralysis of the brain, they say, for all kinds of brain issues. So the brain doesn't move? <laughs> yeah, you want it to stay in one place? It's very popular in New England, but also down in Texas as well. Oh. And uh, Eddie said he had never had it. He nope. sounded dubious about whether he wanted to try it. Extremely bitter. But Moxie has taken on the meaning of being courageous, daring, or determined, Eddie Pence, when someone <laughs> has Moxie. And I think today you should have Moxie and crack open a nice yeah. cold Moxie. You have to have Moxie to order, in order to drink one of these things. You're going to be glad you saying. did. Because it's time mm. for Munch and Monday. Munch and Mondays. It's a fun day. And it's happening on the Ralph Report. Munch and Mondays. Eddie's fun day. Will he vomit all over the floor? I don't eat fungus. I don't like it. I did. The, the thought of it makes me sick. The testicles are just all...
Here it is, Moxie, the original elixir. Is he disinfectant? You're drinking oh, some elixir. It's distinctively different. Dis- disinfectant. Not disinfectantly different. <laughs> this is the original elixir, buddy. This Looks isn't like the original any, label, too. This is no... It looks awful. This is no pale imitation. Mm. As always, you two, three, and four-star generals uh, can watch the video version of Munch and Monday. So I want to show the bottle to you guys. Look how cool that is. Look how old that looks. That's an old-timey bottle right there. So I uh, got a couple bottles of Moxie, and I thought I'd crack them, and we'd we'd share a Moxie together. Mm. I've got my official Batman bottle (laughs) opener, the official bottle opener of the Ralph Report. Like a battering. Oh, does that even work? Sure, it does. <laughs> well, I guess I can't drink are. them. They don't open. There oh. we go. Damn it. Here's one. It's carbonated. I see. It is carbonated. It's a soda. Soda pop. All right. All right. There's your moxie. Ice cold. Here's my moxie. I should, we should have done them warm. You probably get a better oh, flavor no, that way. I don't way. want warm, extremely right. bitter. Cheers. Here's to your first moxie. Won't be your last. It tastes like licorice. Mm. Ew. That's not good. See, it's good because it's not too sweet. It's got a nice, refreshing quality to it. It tastes like it. licorice. It doesn't taste like licorice. What does it's it like taste like? Gentian, like gentian, gentian root. root. Mm-hmm. Is that what they make licorice from? Mm-mm. That's not mm-hmm. good. Mm. That's a good or refreshing. It is both of those things. It is distinctively different. It's distinctively different, and it's also refreshing. It's not it refreshing. It's not super heavy sweet. Like uh, it's very sweet. Some sodas are. No, it's not. It's bitter. This isn't good. Mm-hmm. No, I would never drink this. Come on. No, it, not on purpose. It's see, it's if different. You, if it's I had not... like a a Coke or a Moxie, I would take the Coke every time. See, I think I would go with the Moxie. Really? Yeah, because it cuts through the sweetness with that bitterness. It's not quite as no that's overly not good. sweet. That's not good. It's very good. No, it's not. It's delicious. It's not. You're simply wrong. I'm simply correct. It's not that good. Mm. It's it's not good. Moxie. I'll keep trying it. And it's a brain food. It's no, no food. my brain is still paralyzed. It's done nothing to my brain. Well, my brain obviously it hasn't. Brain. Your brain's still not working if you That's don't love good. Moxie. No, did you, how many of these did you buy? Uh, you got to buy a case of 100. So <laughs> you're going to be drinking Moxies for the Ew. remainder of not this year well into next year. <laughs> no, That's uh, in the back of my mouth. I got a 12-pack, so uh, you, can have a, you can have some for the road. No, if you I'm good. Take some I'm home good. to the wife and kids. No, I think Tracy might have had this. She grew up in the, the New England area. She's probably had it before. She probably misses Moxie. Uh, no, it's gross. It's just sitting back there in the back of my mouth. Well, swallow it. All Genshin-y. I can't swallow it. It, It's just sitting there, hanging onto my throat, not going down. (laughs) It's like a load of moxie in the back of my throat, just hanging there. Come. (laughs) Eddie (laughs) Pants. I can't get it down. Just have a, have a sip of moxie. I don't know. That's just more moxie in my throat. Wash it down with some no, moxie. No, way more moxie in my throat. Wow. We are, we're having a bad run here on well, these are bad, Mondays. dude. You've got to start. Stop surprising me with them. Hopefully next week will be a winner, kids. Tune in and find out. That's it for today's Munchin' <sighs> Monday. It's just another Munchin' Monday. Oh, 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 eating 
fun day Maybe something on a fun day I hope I don't get the runs day It's just another munch in Monday You don't have moxie. I'm just setting up shop in the back of my throat. You have no moxie, sir. <laughs> you are sans no, moxie. I am no moxie. They say in Paris. Ugh, that's not good. That's dude. so good. He's not, that is not good. All right, kids, don't listen to him. Oh, my God. Enjoy your moxie. No. The official soda of the Ralph Report. They're paying us a bunch of money. Oh, if they are, I love Moxie. It's the best. I'm kidding. They, oh, then fuck Moxie. They don't have any money to sponsor us. I yeah, don't think. They haven't changed their label in 1884. I don't think sales are very high for the Moxie, but <laughs> I do enjoy it. All right, kids, that's it for today's show. Come on back and join us tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again on Tuesdays, of course. We take a look at a TV theme song and the show that made it popular. That's always fun. More entertainment, more of you guys. But in order to come back and join us, you got to take care of yourself. So as I always ask you, if you can, stay the fuck at home. Keep your hands clean. Stay good in the hood. Keep that mask on, by the way. You see that to close down uh, uh, Miami Beach? Yeah, just getting, all the spring breakers went down there. Everybody's losing their minds. Uh, just hang in there a little bit longer. It's almost, thick. It's almost over. Stay sweet at six feet. Because life is life. We're all trying to keep ours. So try to keep yours too. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. Until tomorrow, love you. Mean it. Bye.